Here we go again. Welcome back. Yes. Dino. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. This is Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews, Episode 4, A New Hope. <laughs> Sorry, I got Star Wars on go. the brain. We're not going to get into Star Wars, but I got Star Wars on the brain, so forgive me. Now, we, if, you, uh, if this is your first time hearing this show, we review and recommend stuff specifically from Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and a couple of other streaming services. Often we will include premium cable stuff too, if there's yep. a stuff yep. out there you want to hear of. But we're going to have to make that list longer, it sounds like. Are we? Yeah, there's some news today. Disney announced the pricing for their Disney Plus streaming service. It's going to be $6.99 for now, which basically tells me I'm getting Disney Plus, whether I like it or not, right? Because it's going to have Star Wars content, Marvel content, Pixar, apparently every Simpsons episode now because they own Fox, so all Simpsons episodes are going to be on there. I'm sold. And then National Geographic's got some deal. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm already, I'm already going to, I know I'm going to get this. And I was like, and I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it. And guess what? I'm going to get it. I've already decided I'm getting it. I have decided I am getting Disney+. Plus. <laughs> When's it come out? November 12th, I believe. All November right. 12th. That's the, that's, I think that's the go date. I was talking to a friend of mine about it yesterday, and he was like, he's getting ready to form streaming alliances with friends. I think that's what we're going to all have to do, where it's like, I pay for three services, you pay for three services, and then we share the passwords with each yeah. other. Right. Well, I think I remember a while back the um, I think it was the president of HBO. He said, "We know people show or share our passwords. We don't care. Yeah, We're just more people watching." Right. I don't know why he doesn't care. You would think yeah. like, "No, I want that revenue." But hey, great, cool for him because guy. Do you know how many people are using my HBO Go password? <laughs> people that I don't even talk to anymore. I know they're using it. Yeah. Okay, and I'm letting them use it because I'm a magnanimous son of a bitch. All right. I've always said that about you. Yeah, that's part me. Most of that. Yeah. Um. Good. Well, Disney Plus, we're going to have to add that to the list then uh, in November. But now, are they going to do original series and yes. stuff? Yes. Yes. I mean, they're already going to be out the door with the, the Mandalorian, the original Star Wars series. But are they going to develop any new content that's not based on like their existing properties? I believe so. Eventually. I believe they're going to have, you know, more shows. I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff I don't give a shit about. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's, you know, like, I mean, I really honestly couldn't care any thing about like all the old stuff i'm just not a big disney guy mm -hmm. even though i just got back from the walt disney museum in san francisco which was great i know i digress but if you're in san francisco you want to check out the walt disney museum at the presidio it's pretty cool i'll start i guess the first thing i watched uh, that i wanted to share it was on hulu it was a documentary about 94 minutes called gilbert and it's about gilbert Gottfried the stand-up comedian, actor, um, people younger than 40 probably don't know him as anything other than uh, the bird from Aladdin right? and the Aflac duck, which sure. which they Wait. got into that because right. he got canned. From sure. um, and, you know, he's the guy that I'm not going to do the impression, but he has the real. I'm not going to do the impression voice. either. Yeah, it just sounds like he's yelling all I think, the time. I think everybody knows what he sounds like. I mean, if there's yeah. one comedian that's known for his cadence, it's Gilbert Gottfried. It starts out with um, him at home with his wife and two kids that nobody ha has ever really known 
about. And he's kind of looking around his own apartment, just saying, I can't believe that this is my life and nobody else can believe it either. And he has a very sweet wife and two um, great kids. And so a lot of it is like, how do they deal with the fact that he still goes out on the road for, you know, four nighters and stuff to do clubs all over the country. Um, so there was a lot of sweet stuff with his family and uh, do you get yeah. an honest look at him? Yes. I mean, he's he's being him. He's not he's not on. He's not on okay. at all. Um, and he they interview a lot of other comedians, um, Jay Leno and Jim Gaffigan, and some of these people who talk about him. And they're like, he will get going like that in private sometimes if he gets worked up. But but what you see on stage, obviously, that's a the little persona. Bit yeah, to to you know for the most part. So. This was him just like humble and grateful to have, you know, this real life when he's not on stage for the hour or whatever. Um, And then it went into kind of how his career came up, how he got labeled sort of a real inappropriate type of guy. I mean, he made a 9-11 joke at Hugh Hefner's roast, which was about two weeks after. Right. And I, I remember that joke. And I have to say, I did love that joke. Yeah, it was about he was worried that he had a connecting flight in the Empire State Building. Yeah, he said. I think the exact joke was, "I have to fly to L.A. this weekend. I couldn't get a direct flight. It had to stop at the Empire State Building or yeah. something like that." And people were not happy about it. Still, it's still tasteless. But his jokes are tasteless. I mean, yeah. what do you what do you want from the guy? I mean, that's what he does. Right. So he does that in two thousand and one. And uh, I guess people just figured that's who he is, and so he gets away with it. Then he's the Aflac duck, which has to be the easiest job ever. It's one line, and it sounds just like him. So he's doing the Aflac thing, probably making a ton of money. And then um, there was an earthquake and tsunami in Japan, and he started tweeting not like one funny joke about it, but like eight to ten really tasteless, mediocre jokes about it and and Aflac canned him right there and so back out he is now at the clubs making probably fifteen hundred dollars a night or something so it's interesting to see kind of the rise and fall but it ties it all up nicely with some of the charity work that he's doing and how he'll go into those situations where people are really you know he'll follow some guy that just told a 20 minute long story about his daughter's heart disease then he'll go up there and he'll do his act and it like really cracks people up that he's he's that brazen um, to go up there and, and talk about uh, gross stuff and yell and whatever. And um, so he does find a way to bring a lot of joy to sad situations. He really screwed that up with the uh, tsunami thing. I, anyway, I was just really surprised to see a documentary like that where you do get the guy behind the guy. Right. So I, I recommend Gilbert on cool. Hulu. Gilbert on Hulu. When did this come out? 2017. 2017. All right, very cool. Yeah, I got to check it out. I mean, I need to check out all these docs on comedians, right? I mean, so that's some, what of I them. Sh- some of them. Some of them. Not all of them. He's a weird dude. He's really cheap, too. There's a whole Yeah, I was going to I, I, I didn't know if they were going to get into that, but apparently he's yeah. like the cheapest bastard there is. Yeah, he had uh, they showed bins full of all the free soaps and toothbrushes and stuff that he takes from the hotels. <laughs> I mean, it was it was really it's kind of he's like that's a hoarder. The, yeah, that's the stuff I want to see. That's the, those are the the weird little touches that I want in a doc like that. You know, give me the real shit. Yeah, you'll like it, and it moves along, and uh, it's it's good. So, Gilbert. All right, it's a binge. It's a binge. 
Right on, man. What do you got first? All right, I'm I'm coming in hot right now. I'm letting you know. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> out of my mind. I'm I'm borderline monumentally sleep deprived. Okay. I'm just hopped up on some Mountain Dew I just had, and I'm I don't know where I'm coming from, other than. I, I was like, I got to watch something. I got to watch something because we're going to do our podcast. On it. So <laughs> like, this is work. All of a sudden, ooh, this is fun. No, this is work, people. This is work. Because I had to watch today. I wouldn't had to, but I needed something quick, right? Yeah. So I watched a uh, Netflix original movie called Unicorn Store. Oh, no. You said it right there, okay? This movie should have taken a cue from real unicorns and never existed. <laughs> Well done. All right. Yeah, I wrote that on the way over. I, got, I need I need a punchy headline for this one, an opener. There you go. That's it. Okay. It's Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And guess what? She's directing it too. Yay. This movie would never get greenlit if, if there wasn't Netflix. Like, it's like, okay, we can put it on Netflix. No, no one would go, oh, yeah, this has got big screen potential. Right. It was, it's a quirky comedy without the comedy. I mean, I never laughed once. Uh... You know, it's basically, basically, by the way, I'm going to start calling this the basically show because as I listen, I say basically every five minutes, but whatever. <laughs> it's all right. Every five minutes? I think you mean every five seconds. She plays a uh, art student who's terrible. She gets kicked out of art school, goes to live home with her parents who are played by Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack. And they're, you know, quirky guidance counselor camp counselor types i don't know they 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 sponsor these like camping trips i don't know they're 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 weird right and she basically there it is again um (laughs) she's stunted she's emotionally stunted she's in her mid-20s but she acts like she's a 10 year old and uh, she gets these uh these cards in the mail saying you know hey come on by to this store we have the thing that you need so she goes to this weird store, and for some reason, there's Samuel L. Jackson. Of course. In this re- these ridiculous suits, like some sort of used car salesman saying, saying, I've got a unicorn for you. That's yeah. the movie. Yeah. And she's getting ready to what she has to do so she can get a unicorn. Yeah. I can't even believe I watched this. I mean, it's an hour <laughs> and a half, and that's an hour and a half too long. You hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I never, it it was, I just was like, it was tedious and it it never went anywhere and it it tried to be quirky and cutesy and, you know, and she dresses all like she's a 10 year old from the nineties and it's like, I mean, she does a good job playing an emotionally stunted 20 something. I'll give her that, but it's just a nothing movie. She gets a, a, a job at a temp agency and then they get her, works at some advertising, public relations. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know because like I zoned out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I following it and then I'm just like, I got Game of Thrones on the other TV because they're doing the <laughs> marathon and I'm just like, I'm watching them both at the same time. Look, I don't know how else I can say this. Purge. Purge. Unicorn store. Purge. <laughs> I know like, you know, Brie Larson and Sam Jackson probably had a great time shooting Captain Marvel. And then her next thing, I'm going to do a movie. You should be in it. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll be in your movie. Great. You know, it's like, all right, that's it. Right? They so like each other. Samuel L. Jackson impression. I don't. I'm, I never said I do impressions. Okay? I'm not even going to pretend <laughs> okay. to do a Sam right, Jackson right. impression. Did okay. I say I do impressions? I don't. <laughs> no. no, you didn't. Don't expect ever an impression out of me ever. Right. Did I mention Purge? Purge. Okay. Unicorn yes. fact. Unicorn store. 
on Netflix, Purge. Yes. I'll admit I got drawn into this. You saw some of this? I saw some of it. I saw Really? I saw up to where she got the invitation, which I want to say was already 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. So that's when it finally, the story started. And then she gets down there and, and stuff, you know, it looked cool. Um, I think she's gorgeous. I was hoping Samuel L. Jackson would do a better impression of himself than you just did. <laughs> but his was worse. Yeah, Sam's impression of himself was worse than mine right there, definitely. <laughs> um, but it, it was just a real goofball thing. I, you know, I didn't make it to the end. Was there a great message or something? I guess. I, should I... Spoiler alert, right? She kind of gets a unicorn, but kind of doesn't. You're like, is this in her head? Is it not in her head? I don't know. It, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I don't really care. She gets... I guess the ending is she kind of gets a boyfriend, so she kind of grows up. So it's one of those, like... They they wrote the script like this. They go, uh, what can this character want? And then what is it they really need? And we'll fill in all the blanks. In a weird way, I'm glad you saw some of it so you can share with me, like, ah. Yeah, it, it, uh, I, I won't be finishing it. No, there's nothing to finish. I almost didn't finish it. I was almost like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend I finished. I did yeah. finish it. I legitimately got to the end. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. This is, I'm, this is the type of thing where I'm like, are we going to get paid to do this? <laughs> you know, because I feel like I should have got paid to watch Unicorn Store. Yeah. Well, somebody wrote a check for that movie to get made. How do we find those people? Because yeah. we could do better than Unicorn I, Store. I know. I know. All right. Moving on. Moving okay. on. For the love of God, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Season two of a great and also a little strange show, uh, Barry, starring Bill Hader, is back on HBO. Season two. Season two. Now, they drop these once a week like a normal show. It's not right. like you could really... Although I like to watch, let them build up and watch three or four of them. Oh, time. I watch them every Sunday. Do you? Well, yeah, well I have Sunday nothing going HBO. on Sunday night, so I'm like, you know, if it's Sunday, it's HBO, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, this also has Henry Winkler, who in a way steals the show, although Bill Hader is one of my favorite uh, actors and comedians. Both Emmy winners for season one. Oh, yeah? Were they? Lead actor in a comedy, supporting actor in a comedy. Well, they deserved it. Um, there's just the right amount of of comedy and conflict on this show where there's like real stakes. I mean, people are actually getting killed and he's killing some of them. So it's not like Silicon Valley. I mean, tonally, it's a little like Silicon Valley. He has the same producer, Alec Berg. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's he's see. a Silicon Valley guy and he, he co-created uh, this show with Hater. Okay. So... Tonally, it is like that, but yeah. I feel like the stakes in Barry are much higher. Well, yeah, I mean, they're life and death stakes. Yeah. And, and we, we should mention, you know, if you're not watching it, he's uh, like a, a hitman, assassin, who's trying to get out of that life by becoming an actor. Yeah. That's the premise. The premise is great. And, you know, the fact that there's like, uh, you know, they go raid a drug house with like, some special ops guys. Like, there's, there's enough action in it that uh it's a lot of fun to watch it's um, a good show i here i'm gonna be honest i don't love it as much as i think i'm supposed to mm-hmm. i watch it but i'm not like oh my god barry it's more like all right barry i like it it's enjoyable but i'm not i'm not like you know crazy insane for it but right. you know who we got to mention is hank no ho hank no ho hank he's he's probably the best character on the show 
because he's just so weird. Yeah. I mean, he's like evil in a way, but he's like such a goof too. Yeah, he's a, he's he's he, it's a fine line he's playing between being like a creep, a real son of a bitch, versus like a likable weirdo. Yeah, he um, a lot of the characters in season two really found their way because I struggled through season one until the very end when it started getting a lot more action packed. Um, he, for some reason, doesn't bother me the way he bothered me in season one. And I feel like he's a real character now and not doing like a, an improv class goofball. Right. Um, <clears throat> I definitely believe in his character a lot more now. Funny story about him. I went to this, uh, nightclub with some friends and we parked under an overpass and this car uh, pulls up and parks in front of us and there's like eight people in like a Prius and like two guys get out of the trunk what? and like a couple of girls get out of the back and then out gets no ho Hank going into the same place we were to dance the night away really yeah cool guy cool dude that's cool and uh, we're gonna ask Jess the facts what his name is his name is Anthony Kerrigan. Yes, yeah. Anthony Kerrigan. Thank you, Jess, the facts. Yeah, good work, Jess. All right. Um, okay, so, so that's, that's back. I'm watching it, and uh, especially it's going to dovetail, uh, you know, with the other Sunday night stuff that's coming back soon. So uh, We'll get into that in a little bit, what's yep. coming back. What, uh, what else you got? But just, just so we're clear, that's a binge for you? Oh, yeah. Remember Bear- the name of the show, buddy. Barry. Barry. On HBO. Binge. Is a binge. Yes. We're in season two, which I feel like is, uh, you know, off to a strong start. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. My turn again. I'm back on Netflix (laughs) with a show that's been on for a while. And this is a show in the real world, in real life, I tell everybody to watch. I keep plugging it. Big Mouth. Animated, I don't want to say animated series, it is, but it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon in the best possible sense. I love, I don't think I've watched anything on Netflix as many times as I have this show. Dirty teenage sex comedy. That's basically what it is. It's so funny. It's filthy. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if you don't like dirty, filthy sex humor, it's not for you. But if you do, if you do, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Nick Kroll, he does a whole bunch of voices. John Mulaney, they're like the, they're like the two buddies growing up. And then uh, there's uh, all this, this hormone monster, which is like this creature that's like helping them get through, you know, adolescence and puberty. And then there's also a female hormone monster that's voiced by Maya Rudolph. And this is hands down my favorite thing she's ever done. Maya Rudolph is my favorite favorite part of this show and everyone's good I'm, I'm everyone's great on this show it's it's just a level comedy but Maya Rudolph as the female hormone monster Connie crushes she's so good but there's all these all these kids that are going through all these issues you know it's like your period wet dreams boners masturbation pornography having sex with pillows pubic hair your vagina, I everything, your clitoris. I yeah, I, mean, I know. It's like basically, like, I wish this show had been around. Funny story, I have a friend, and I don't know if she's listening to this, but she has she has two uh, two boys, 
and you know she's raising them on their own and she was like should i be like showing them big mouth to help them with the sex talk and i'm like are you crazy no I, I don't no I don't think I don't know I'm like I was like I was like look at that's like I don't think that's this is the show you want to use to tell your kids about sex. However, yeah. growing up and if this show had been around, it would have been helpful to me. I don't know how to because it would have like sort of sort of normalized what kids go through. Well, see, I got a lot of that growing up. Uh, I used to watch Oz. <laughs> All no. right. Okay, I get All it. Right. So so there's kind of a point to it. Uh, it sounds like a well-put-together thing. I had this confused when you said this. I had this confused with F for Family. F for Family, which I do like, but I only watched the first season, and I fell out of F for Family. I need to go back and get on that. It's F is for Family. Is. But Big Mouth, here's your, here's your thing. Two seasons, ten half-an-hour episodes, Plus a Valentine's Day special. It's coming back for a third season. It's, I think it's a hit for them. I'm just saying, everywhere I go, I tell people, you know, big mouth, big mouth. And then I run to people like, oh, yeah. it's. I mean, do you like to laugh? Do yeah. you like to laugh, Joe? I love to laugh. Okay? Big mouth. All right. Binge. I will. I'm going to get into it. But definitely not for kids. Not for kids. Okay. All right. <laughs> not for my friend's kids to teach them about sex, okay? Yeah. Okay. But... Is it, I like don't, F, is it like F-bombs and stuff, or it's just oh, it's, dirty? Oh, it's everything. Everything, okay. Everything. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, some, it's shocking. Some of that yeah. humor is shocking to me, yeah. and that's why I love it. Well, I like John Mulaney a lot, and I like Nick Kroll Oh, well, then, a lot. I don't know, what, what are you waiting for? I just, I never came across it. I mean, I saw it. I didn't know what it was. I kept going, so. I've told you about this repeat. I tell people about this. Oh, like, did oh, you, hi. then I go, did you watch Big Mouth? Did you watch Big Mouth? No, I haven't gotten around to it. I mean, I, I don't know what else I can do. This I, I'm gonna. It's this on is record it now. Me. It's on record now. Right. Watch Big Mouth. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> All right. Good night. All right, uh, Demo. I know there's one other thing you're excited about. Um, there's some stuff coming back this week. Mm. Some shows. One show in particular. I think you were really excited about. I don't even know how to begin. How do you talk about the greatest thing ever? It's Game of Thrones. Now I know we're breaking with tradition a little bit here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk. I'm, go gonna, talk, I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk a bit because this go is my. It. This is my one chance. This is my love letter to what I consider, in my opinion, this is the greatest television show of my life. Even with all its little flaws and everything, you know, it, it's not always perfect. It's a couple seasons that aren't as strong as the others, but I don't care. Collectively, nothing in 20 years of pop culture has entertained me more than Game of Thrones. Strong statement. I, I, and I stand, this is not, this is not hyperbole. I stand by this. I 100% believe in what I am saying right now. I, I believe you. I fucking love it, man. <laughs> I love Game of Thrones. Everyone that knows me knows I love it. And I, and I, I want to, I want to preface with this saying, I'm not a fantasy guy. Um, I never played Dungeons and Dragons growing up. I tried once. And it was like rolling dice and numbers and math. And I was like, no, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. I, I, I've never, so I'm not a D&D &D guy. I've never read any fantasy books. Okay. I never read the Lord of the Rings. I did see the movies, the Peter Jackson movies, which I did thoroughly enjoy. You know, I like okay. that. Harry Potter, don't care. Never read a Harry Potter book. Can take or leave the movies. They're fine. I just, so I don't have this like, love for fantasy and I don't even watch the show because it's a fantasy show 
I'm watching it because of the characters and the relationships. You could take these people, put them working at a at a at a tax office in in Kalamazoo. I would still watch the show. I don't I don't care about the spectacle. People, oh, the spectacle and all oh, the dragons and the White Walkers and I don't care. The characters and the relationships and the okay. nudity and the all right and the nudity. All okay. right, it's HBO. It's in it. You know. Adult, yeah. adult language, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual situations. That's what HBO's about. It's in its DNA. That's why I love this show. That's true. You know? I mean, it's like, well, if we didn't have HBO growing up, it was always, woohoo, HBO, you know what they give you. They give yeah. you, you know. So this was this show was tailor-made for me. It's the only reason yeah. I still have HBO. Yeah. You know? And I, and I know they're, they're like, you know, hey, we got to have a spinoff because they're going to lose people like me. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, let's not talk about the spinoff. I finished the first two seasons of the show and I was like, all right, I'm going to read the book. So I read the first Game of Thrones book. I finished it and I was like, what am I doing? I don't want to read this. It's a TV show. I'm watching, <laughs> I'm reading this book because I love the TV show. So I didn't, and also I didn't want to be one of those, you know, well, in the book they do this. <laughs> and I got enough friends. I got enough friends that read in the book. they. And I was like, I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to have to like, you know, expect this. And how come they didn't do this? How come they did it that way? No, I go in fresh on every episode and here, here's here's where it's an obsession. It's it's not an obsession. It's a sickness. Game of Thrones is a sickness. I will watch the first episode Sunday night, and then I'll probably watch it two more times that night. And then the following week, I'll probably watch it six to seven more times. Wow. So that by the end of that season, and excuse me, that week, and the next episode is up, I feel like I wrote the previous episode. Yeah. I mean, I got it down. Wow. And I've been watching it since day one, that first Sunday night, because HBO plugged the shit out of it. And I was like, fine, HBO, I'll watch it. They push Bran out of that window. And I'm like, oh, I'll come back next week. Sounds good. And then by week four, I was like, oh, man, this is it. Like, this is this is something special. Mm-hmm. And But there wasn't a lot of people to share it with. I went to a party, a dinner party. I don't know, 15, 20 people at a table. And some guy on the far end was like, anybody watching Game of Thrones on HBO? And I'm like, yeah, dude, <laughs> right over here. And uh, then next week, and people are like, what are you talking about? And now the entire world knows it. Yeah. But I've been there since day one. I love it. When it's over, I'm going to cry like a newborn baby. <laughs> a newborn baby that just found out Game of Thrones is ending. Yeah. That's how upset I'm going to be. But it has been it has been the most enthralling, entertaining thing I've witnessed this century. Wow. Strong, I know that's only 19 years, but yes. It's strong strong words and I believe everything you, you better say. Believe, you believe every word I, I say. There's no word. this is not hyperbole. Nothing. <laughs> everything I'm seeing is pure love for this show, even when it's problems and I will acknowledge it's problems. Yeah. It's it hasn't always been great. There's been a lot of things where I'm like Eh, that storyline's not working. It's nothing's perfect, but for the amount of hours, what can you expect? It's still yeah. a TV show. A TV show that they take years to make. I mean, I heard there was one battle scene they shot for 40 days. Yes, and that's coming up. That's coming up. It's coming. It's the big battle at Winterfell. It was shot over 55 nights. I also really appreciate about that show. Uh, it's like an escalator that just keeps going up or, or a, 
um, what are those things that you ride at the parks? Roller coasters. Yeah, ro- yeah. And you're sitting on it. It's going clank, clank, clank. Really, Joe? How do you confuse an escalator with a roller coaster? The stakes keep going higher. People keep dying. Um, the way that the last season ended was like, oh, come on. You right. know, it's just now what? Right. Well, so how much of it have you seen? Uh, I saw all of, I think, the first season. Okay. Then I sort of lost interest because every time I would turn it on, I didn't know who any of the people were. Right. They like tripled the amount of already sure. big cast. Well, if you if you were smart and watched it eight times a week, you would know these things. <laughs> I guess I should. Commit, man. I watched all of the last two seasons, though, so I'm ready to go for this one. Okay. Okay. And what's driving you nuts? I'll be like, like, if you binge it now, you can get all caught up. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't I don't want to hear you like how you, oh, I'm going to get caught up so I can watch the end and know what, you know what? You don't F need to. you. Yeah. F you. I don't want, I, it's over. Don't jump on the bandwagon. All right. We don't need you. We got enough. Yeah. And also, I don't know if I would enjoy watching it all at once. The joy of it for me has been the wait, has yeah. been watching it week by week. I'm, you know. There's part of me that's old school that likes a TV show that you can only watch that episode that night, you know. Yeah. And I know that that's dying. I mean, look, we're doing a we're doing a show about streaming things, and it's all you know, binge or purge. It's all right there. Yeah, there's not a lot of that, and I think it is going away. But there's um, you, you know, HBO's obviously hanging on to it, and uh, even Netflix, I think, releases some things once a week, or they've tried that, uh, more like the talk show type of stuff. But yeah. Um, Anyway, so I'll be sad. I'll be very sad to see it go. It has been uh, the uh, Star Wars of my adult life. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's about time to wrap it up for us. Uh, so Sunday night, you got any plans? Uh, going boating. You're going boating? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we have some good news, everybody. We have a Facebook page uh, for Binge or Purge. We have a website for binge or purge. There's not really much in either of those places, but you can go on Facebook and write uh, whatever kind of notes to us you want. We would, I think we'll, we will like to hear them. Yeah. You can tell me to get a grip. Yeah. Tell him to get a grip. Um, ask him if he's going to do any non cartoon reviews. All right. Smart ass. <laughs> I, that's that's <laughs> no, no, funny though. I was like, I was like, Oh, another, another animated show I could review. And I'm like, and I, I know I sound like it's all I watch are these things. I watch other stuff. All right. All right. But leave us your feedback. Um, Please uh, subscribe in iTunes. That really helps us. Uh, We're trying to make something out of this whole experiment. So subscribe, like it. It doesn't cost anything. Um, Tell your friends. And uh, please uh, drop us a line to binge or purge. Bye-bye.